0: brought to you direct from Studio 3B at Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods. The American Hardwood Advisor is your source for trends, tips, and insights into how the building industry has evolved. Join me, Steve Stack, along with guest builders and industry leaders as we talk shop and go in depth on what it takes to be the best of the best. Dive into topics like architecture, industry trends, project plans, historical tools, tricks of the trade, and life's lessons from more than six decades of experience in the hardwood lumber business. In our very first episode of American Hardwood Advisor, we're gonna be talking uh, about the Baird brothers 60 plus year history. And we thought no better person to talk that subject about other than Mr. Paul Baird. Paul? Yep, Uh, a little, yep. Paul being one of the company's original founders, uh, he and your two brothers, Richard and, Richard and, and Howard, and Howard, Howard yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, so we wanna talk about a little bit about that, the history, how you guys started, started the company out of necessity, out of want. Uh, and, and we just wanna get your perspective today of what you guys have gone through. And, and I've had the fortune of being involved with the company a, a long time. I've, I've seen the growth, the changes. But we want to hear you talk about it a, a little bit uh, today, Paul. So let's let's dive right in. Let's talk about you know back in 1960, right? Uh, you and Richard and and Howard.
1: Uh, yeah, actually, it was even before 1960. We were we didn't start officially in business, but we started preparing ourselves. We we were at home. We worked on local farms here, and uh, we had a chance of. Power line went through north of us, strip mining over there, timber was on. Father had a small sawmill. And that's how we actually learned about a sawmill as kids obviously on a farm, you do a lot of things. And one of them was working on that mill. And uh, so we decided instead of working for other people, we picked up a couple of and started pulling the logs into this mill down here and doing it the old way. You know, and, Whenever my friends and all and their friends also, I was in high school, they were in college and we all graduated in 1960. So that's when we started officially of uh, being in the business started officially. But we had learned, uh, you know, how to work in the woods, cut timber, obviously from our dad in that. And I
0: wasn't I I wasn't around at that point, but I know I know at one point, did did uh richard and howard both go off to the service or just richard no
1: no howard went first they went into the six-month program and they he went first and then when he came back and uh at that time you had sick you could serve six months and be in the reserve for five years and so then when and then howard and i ran a sawmill we really it's just a you know a little mill that you would see that it's out in the woods today by like guys that's setting up mills but then when Richard come back or when Howard come back then uh, Richard went to the service and then it was Howdy and I and then when my time come around I had a, gotten an ulcer and I I didn't I didn't need to go to the service yeah yeah you know,
0: back that time
1: so and that was you know a few quite a few a few years later you know
0: so, so they, they did, they did their service and they came back home. Yeah. And then at, at, at some point, and, and I don't recall when, what year was it or thereabouts that you guys built the old Quonset building with the new enterprise sawmill?
1: Well, that, that was built uh, <laughs> all I can remember that is the year that, uh, Jack Kennedy, our president was shot, we were building it that fall. And so that would have been what, uh, 63?
0: 63, 64? Or somewhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's when, the, that's when the old Quonset building was built. That and- was the first
1: building that we, and Brother Robert had already built it, you know, n- north of us, but on uh, the welding shop, was, yes. And we were still operating out down behind the home place down there in a building that a, a sawmill was, that's where logs and all, and then we built that in 1963. And that's about that
0: year there that Bertie and I both were married. So so that that makes me think of of, of a point uh, as as we've as we've been developing different things uh, as, as far as our, our new studio and so forth. And we started doing some research and we did a little dig in and we were down at Pap's garage mm-hmm. and we were up, upstairs in the garage and I, I've shown them, I've shared them with you. We found the original metal placards to that sawmill what was it, Buckeye Buckeye sawmill out of Columbiana. Or that was a uh, 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 uh,
1: No, jeez, Not Buckeye.
0: Enterprise. 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 Buckeye was the model, I believe. Yeah, Buckeye was the, yeah. of, you know, yes. the model on it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and that was that was those were manufactured right down the road here in Columbiana, Ohio.
1: Exactly, and then actually later on, even our newer mill was manufactured there. Yeah, yeah, and we actually we bought that mill off of my, our dad, paid him four hundred bucks for it, and traded he went up and Bought a baler, so traded a baler to him for something. <laughs> <mill>. That's <laughs> the way that's a lot of years passed. That, that's
0: yeah. You know, and, and that's, I mean, that just that goes back. That goes, you know, whether it was necessity or want or whatever the case was, yeah. uh, but but there was there was a mentality that started to be built. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and having having had the privilege of of, of uh, knowing Louis and Ada, I I know where some of that came from. Oh yeah. I mean that you know they your your mom and dad uh, they were hardworking people and yeah. and uh, and that that was distilled into you guys instilled into you guys and and you guys have carried it forward forward and and now and it, it has to it, it has to uh, give you an enormous amount of pride in that we not only have seen second generation your two sons uh your siblings' children come in, take part of the business. Now we're starting to see the third generation. Yep. And talk a little bit about that transformation. I mean, we've, we've experienced it together. Yep. We've, we've seen what I still refer to as the kids, right? right? right. And, and uh, it's, it's nice to see they've all come in and they've taken responsibility of roles within the company. And, and in the day-to-day operations, just like you yourself are to this day. Yes. You know, so talk a little bit about, about the kids. I, I know you've got some good stories about your boys tagging along with you out in the woods and yeah. in the shop and so yes. forth. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: It's uh, obviously you, you think you've all heard about the third generation and I'm really, I'm impressed by what I've seen so far, the interest that that they are starting to show and you know, taking grips with, and you've seen it also. And because uh, a, a with as many grandchildren as I have, and as you know, a, a siblings that are around here, you can't expect them all to want to be the, you know. But what I've seen so far, I've been for I've been well impressed with it. You know.
0: it, it and and it's it's it, it takes you back and. I can recall many nights, you and 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 uh, Howdy and, and and Dick. At the end of the day, you coming back in from the wood screw, and those guys being here running the sawmill and running running the the mill shop. But at the end of the day, you guys all would stand around a pickup truck and just have conversation. Yeah. And and we're seeing more and more of that yeah. as as yeah. the kids again second generation uh and now the third they bring new ideas right and just like we've experienced over the years some ideas get pushed to the side other ideas yes we try and get legs underneath them and run with them and and uh you know to to that conversation how have how have you seen the the hardwood lumber industry Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods included, but also the industry in general, how, how it has changed. I know right now, uh, you know, here we are in, in 2021, our country coming off of a pandemic and there were different influences to our hardwood lumber industry, but in, in general, through the years, you know, we, we used to build pallets and then we started in moldings. Tell us that story a little bit
1: well it's been it's been a transition that uh, obviously like mo- in any industry modernization comes along and we're doing things today that when you first started back that you never would never even would have had any idea that would uh, br- uh, break into something like we're doing today i mean we've got computerized and programmable controllers and we've got uh, what we call a seeing eye over there in our trim shop, or our r- r- rough mill and uh, that, that grades the board as it goes through and, and uh, that are at a pace that it is really alarming when you watch how everything is cut up and how, how you then reminisce back in the olden days when you would stand there by hand or examine the board or, but then uh, that changed there a certain, and then the customer base has changed a lot. For us over the years, as we drifted into homes, and, and and that had to be a uh, had to be uh, uh, addressed in another way. And you know as well as you started out on the road selling a lot of years ago, And you remember what we were before that. I mean, the first business that we opened up when the when we set up a small finish is we had fifty dollar minimum. If you remember that up yeah. on the wall and. And then on the contractors only because we're still basically a sawmill still running up as we grew and this transpired over the years away from that it, it's been rather exciting to look back and look where we're at today
0: yeah. you know i and in thinking back there's there's numerous things that 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 i recall but there there were a couple things that that Stick with me vividly. Uh, the The day that the first wine egg motor was delivered, mm-hmm. and that was that was like a that was like a, a huge step for you guys back then. And I don't recall the year, but that was the first motor set in that finish shop, if I'm not mistaken. Might have been the second, no, but it, it was one think. of the, the the first newer machine. Yes. Yeah. And, and having, having the techs come over, get it set up, get it running, and that's when we really got serious about moldings. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. that, along with the philosophy that, that uh, all, three, all three of you brothers had of, of never sitting still, never being good enough, looking for better, when was it, and there's a little story behind it and I want you to tell it, that you decided to become self-sufficient as far as generating your own electricity. That's a, that's a great story. Share with the folks.
1: Yeah, when I, uh, Obviously, when you're in a small business, you jack of all trades. You would drive truck going to steel mills or drive to deliver lumber if need be. If you had a driver off, you had to do that job, and you had to be a, be able to handle that. So I went into the mills, and they were. You see a lot of that self uh, in the mills, that he lost it over the years. You'd see that the generating and and the you know in uh, as you grew your need for electricity, the cost went higher, and then the heat in your buildings we didn't have, and as we built buildings, you saw that there was a need there for that yeah. also, yeah. And, and and then and then. I kind of really, by accident, there, uh, there was a small pump company down Columbia that went out of business, and they had the first generator that, bought, that I bought. I really didn't, I bought it because it was cheap, and uh, it, was, it was fairly new, and I think because we had our dry kills at night sometimes, it was, the power would go off, and you didn't want to lose heat and that, so that's what I was going to hook that up for. It and then, Another friend come along and kind of introduced me to, he says, why don't you make your power solely? And that's how it began. I started putting an engine in and actually your father, Charlie, had had uh, what, 45, 46 years in here. Something like that. Yeah. So he he and I started out on that and that's how we grew into, and obviously things got better. We weren't very good at making electricity at the beginning. And a lot of people thought maybe we weren't wrapped too tight, but but, but uh, it worked out, and and, and then, time went along. We were able to pick up gas wells, and then drill a few of our own. And, and
0: yeah, and and that 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 makes me makes me think. And we've set it around here for years, and and it's uh, it's been adopted nationwide as far as uh, being good stewards of the forest and our natural resources, and and in, in our industry, a renewable natural resource, but we don't waste anything. No. We, uh, we take our, our sawdust byproduct and you use it to co-generate heat. Yep. And, and I mean, everything from the shipping pallets coming in, get, getting ground up, to our off rippings, et cetera, so forth. And for a long time, we've said that we were green before people knew what green was exactly yeah, and exactly. and it it it's a it's it's a concerted effort to lead the smallest footprint that we can in respecting that natural resource that we use mm-hmm. and you going back to the early beginnings you know i i know just through conversation over the years that you and the logging crew, you were in stands of timber at different times over the, over the course of the years, because yes. you went in and you select cut, and then 10 years later, 15 years, you might be back in that same woods, taking the mature trees out and leaving that young growth come again.
1: Exactly, yes, yes. And then as a matter of fact, the home woods here, we just selective cut here, what, two years ago? Yeah, it's been a
0: couple years already.
1: Yeah, my brothers and I had cut most of the timber out of that back in a regenerated thing. But still, as you grow, you need arises and and you do it. You know, if you don't have the technology or the knowledge to do it, then that's when you start reading and that's how you you put things together.
0: Yeah, and and, and it's interesting that how, you mentioned how our business has evolved, how our our manufacturing uh, practices practices and technology ha- have advanced, and and it's still trying to be good stewards towards that natural resource. and and it works. Yes. In, in in our hardwood forest, it works when it is yeah. managed properly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. so we're fortunate in having that renewable natural resource. Yeah yeah there's
1: all aspects to forestry there there is a time when the woods has to be clear cut there is a time most of the time there is a time uh, that that can be regenerated by forest, uh, by forestry practices called selective cutting
0: right yeah right you yeah. <clears throat> know yeah. so so we've you know we're we're fast forwarding you know from uh, prior to nineteen sixty actually and then up to uh, introducing uh, the the wine the wine molders and and shifting gears and you touched on our customer base and and I can recall we had a customer base that included uh, Mahoning County, Trumbull County, Portage County, maybe and <laughs> yes. a little bit down south towards St Clairsville in mm-hmm. that area. Yeah. Yeah. And would you ever have dreamt that? we would be in a position today serving all 50 states or shipping lumber to all 50 states and all of Canada. Uh, We have sales representatives in three different states and our delivery vehicle serving those uh, 120 mile uh, radius of Canfield, Ohio with our delivery trucks. And we have three or four uh, LTL common carrier companies taking your product all across the United States, would you have ever dreamt that?
1: No, not not. That's just things you know change. That's some of what change goes on. And if you are not going to allow yourself to be in a, in a position to change, then you're gonna, you're, you're gonna. The end result is that you're not going to be in business long. Oh,
0: you know very much so, and and, uh, and and I think back to to when the, you know yourself. And, and myself, I mean, we used to write orders on, on a, on a order, order pad with a piece of carbon paper in between and we did the math off to the side and then the computers started coming on board and how, uh, how sister hated that. <laughs> and, yeah. and, but it happened. And mm-hmm. like you said, you, we adapted, we evolved and that led to something very special. Uh yeah. our our website internet presence is a big part of this business today no
1: exactly exactly and when you first started that and you, you you had thought, thoughts of well i don't know what this is going to be good for us or not but it's something that involved and you grew into it you know day by day and we learned a lot all this when this all transpires there's a lot of learning curves there the whole way up from like you mentioned the first winding motor that always that wasn't exactly a pretty thing either right at the beginning no there was a lot of learning going on there basically because it didn't work as they said it would and then you have to kind of re and then that's that's what i mean you have to involve with it and and learn and and if you don't have the fortitude to accomplish that then it's going to be a lot
0: tougher for you okay so you 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 mentioned fortitude and and confidence and and I just I just dove back to the late 70s the early 80s when we had we had started to started to produce a lot of moldings Mm -hmm. but there was a downturn in housing and and uh you guys didn't sit back on your laurels no uh I know Richard was a driving force behind it and you guys had conversation about it there was a stretch of a few years there where we built picnic tables exactly and it was number one we're always happy when we're making sawdust and you guys have always had the the mentality that you keep your guys busy and we went through a very hard downturn so what do we do we we made picnic tables for a well-known company at that time, right? That was uh, Kmart, right? That's right,
1: Kmart. Learned a lot of lessons over that.
0: Yeah, but we stayed busy. We stayed operational. And uh, my gosh, I think at one time we were serving 33 states for supplying Kmarts with knockdown picnic tables. You know that we were yeah. assembling here, staining here, and something we had never done before. There again, yeah.
1: one thing I've always been proud of is that we've never had a layoff that we had due to the downturn in business in the sixty years that we've been in business. We've
0: never had that. And and I, I was gonna I, I was gonna ask you in in our conversation today, what one of your proudest moments, whether it be with family or be with the business, and I think that's a that statement that you just made of having never had a layoff in a 60 plus year company's history, that speaks volumes. Is there anything else that ranks up with that?
1: Uh, the, one thing we were always proud of there for quite a while, quite a long time, was we were able to be able to afford the cost of the, uh, healthcare for a business until uh, healthcare started to climb up astronomically yeah, that went on for a few years, quite a few years that we were able to do that.
0: Oh, yeah. And, 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 yeah. and even today, even today, it is still very affordable for for our co-workers, your employees to afford good quality health insurance. Yes. And, and in, yes. in these in these very different times. Exactly. In these very different yeah. times. So, exactly. yeah. you know, you're you're you started out yourself, two brothers and I know we're somewhere surpassing 120 plus employees now.
1: Yes, probably closer to 130,
0: yes. We deal with a lot of personalities in a day's time, huh?
1: Yeah, <laughs> all I have to do is walk around and see. <laughs> Obviously, with the times you have, people float in and out. But, you know, there's a lot of people that I say, I really don't know that guy. You know, and, and, yes, that's the biggest change from knowing everyone, knowing the families, knowing, you know, Your children, you don't know, and and even back, when it wasn't like when you had 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, and as time goes on, yes. You walk and you think, my gosh. I I
0: think, I I think back and the cast of characters that you have employed over the years. Any of them stick out in your mind?
1: (laughs) Oh, there's many, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and you guys just leave it go with the characters at the end. I've I've been I, we've been really fortunate, as as Steve could hear, but his dad started with us and other people that we've known when we were in high school, and a good a good many of those guys stayed on to us until they, they have forty something retired. We had a lot of guys here that that thirty to forty years, and that's that's is pretty impressive and we're all pretty much a family you just yeah uh and it it
0: it, it makes me it makes me think we've tried a lot of different things over the years yes and uh there was some no let's not do it like that let's do it like this it was a do-over yeah so you learned and you went forward yeah looking back is is there any one thing that sticks in the back of your mind that says man i wish i could do that over yeah there there may be there
1: is one Most there's there's some of the not not very many ventures that we went out of our basic our uh, wood business but there is one that i would have liked to Trying to get it is when we took a run at the casket business. <laughs> yeah, remember that one? Yeah. Uh, that that one I would have liked to put a little different effort effort into it. But there's one basic thing I had uh, uh, a old old friend of mine tell me way back when we were first starting out. He said, "Don't drift away from what you do and do well." He said, and we had not a bunch, but we did that a couple times. It was different. It still was tied to the wood business, but it was still, you know, it was a little different.
0: But but we always, and I'll, I'll say it is, we always come back home to, and we've said it around here for years, Yes. there's there's a certain product group that has built all these buildings on this facility. And it's it's what you guys uh, yes. cut your teeth on. It's yes. what we learned to do very, very well. Yeah. And, and we go we go back to that that's and that's exactly still the right. backbone of Baird Brothers Fine Hardware.
1: Yeah. and that's that's the, the old philosophy
0: right yes. right and, yeah. and and you know it's it's always it's always been our job to instill that in, in some of the new guys and yeah. and so forth that uh, we do we do quite a few things well yes but there's there's a certain product uh, group two three, four of them you and I were talking earlier you know our moldings are, our hardwood flooring, our interior doors, our stair components—that we don't do those very well. We're outstanding in what we do. Exactly. And yeah. and that's yeah. you know we we've had the chance yourself, yeah. myself, to travel the country, go to different facilities, and and uh, we produce a very a, a very nice product, and we've never lost sight of that when it falls into the hands of of. Uh, Craftsmen around this country in our in our local area. I have always said the Mahoning Valley uh, We are very blessed with some very good craftsmen. woodworking craftsmen and And they they take our product and take it to the next level. Right. They make it shine yeah. uh, You know that you know, that made me that made me think you know, we've we've recently and uh, Four years ago, we would have never thought it but we've had a chance to, to travel the, the East Coast and now to the Midwest with, with that group uh, called This Old House. You know, yes. we've, we've had the privilege of hosting them here at the facility in Canfield. And yep. and uh, uh, when you see that caliber of a company align itself with your company, that has to make you feel kind of special.
1: Yes, it does. And, and once you realize it, how special that group is and it kind of mirrors us a little bit it almost it's, it almost has a family feeling when you i know that they're not but still they their their whole premise of their businesses i think floats into ours like like that the,
0: the, the company's philosophies parallel exactly. each other yeah. very yeah. well right. yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah very much so yes. so yeah. you know uh, a lot of a lot of things and i know i know you are a very self-learned individual. I, I recognized that many, many years ago. Self-taught, self-learned. And what, in, in the scope of the business and in, in, in life, what what's one of the most valu- valuable lessons that you've, you've taken away from from the business, business decisions, you know, we're both blessed with, with you know, great families. Yes. Uh, Anything jump out at when when you look back like that?
1: Yeah, there's so many. I like you say we're blessed with good, uh, families. When you have a family operation as such as this, there has to be a special has to be a special nucleus. with that. you, you have to learn how to get along. And which we we were blessed. We were the three brothers. We could get along. Uh, from day one, you know, the whole way through. I I don't care whether it was back when we were kids running a trap line, or we were out in the farm, or whatever. Oh, sure, you had your differences, but the main important ingredient to that is, when you had your differences, you could work it out and go on.
0: And and I've I've witnessed some of those differences. <laughs> and and that goes back to something we touched on earlier yeah at the end of the day there was a powwow out in the middle of that gravel parking lot out front and it might not have been resolved but by seven o'clock the next morning it was resolved and everybody was fighting towards the same goal exactly
1: yeah (laughs) if you had differences and and All of us sitting here, you you know that we've had, you had your own family, you had differences on that. But the unique thing with us was when you see each other every day, and a lot of this stuff, we were six days, how many years did we work six days a week? We still do. Well, I sometimes (laughs) go seven. But but no, so yes, uh, and we, uh, and and you've learned to be able to handle that and, and work through that.
0: It, it, it's 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 been, uh, it's had to have been, quite the ride for you. I mean, we have we have uh, a very complicated makeup. Uh, you know it better than better than anybody. We have the family element now three generations deep. Uh, what do we got? We got six in the second generation. Mm-hmm. The three of you originally six in the second generation, and I'm losing track because they're coming back on board pretty fast now. Yeah. The third generation, yeah. uh, what are we up to? Four, maybe five, somewhere in there. We're up,
1: right around, we're up at
0: five. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I know I know your your grandson, Wyatt, yeah. he's finishing up high school and and he's he's here now when when he's not at, at school and jumping in and learning. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know Matthew, Richard, Richard's uh, son Matthew, yeah. and and, and uh, his daughter Lori. They have children involved, yeah. uh, and and Howard uh, has has uh, his his grandson in, involved now, and so it, it's really coming full circle. Yes yeah, it's really coming full circle, and and I know you guys have, have busted your backs to turn a healthy business over. To the next generation, and, and the next generation, and and uh, that's that says a that says a lot about Baird Brothers family, Baird family, and Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods, and 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 you guys extend that family environment to your employees. I uh, you, there's there's not yes. an employee on this facility that cannot approach you.
1: Yes, right, that's right. No, it's always been like that, right? It's always been that way. yeah, it's always. Yeah, and uh, my main philosophy in life is treat people like you would like to be treated yourself. It's just, that, that's the basic that I've always worked with.
0: And, and I've, I, I've, uh, I've heard you say that before and, and that to the, to the human side and then to the business side, I've, I've, oft, I've heard you say it numerous times and I've quoted you on it numerous times you do not want a product leaving this facility and going into one of our customers homes that you would not want that same product in your own home
1: that's exactly right yeah but i don't when i put in my home i want the same product to go to the people that buy our product and i want the day that we're we're the happiest is when they have that in their home and they're satisfied with it.
0: You know and, that, and that's that. That's so true. I mean, we've we've had the 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 luxury of experiencing that over the years, and and it's still what we strive for every day. And and uh, one thing about it. And I was I I in in uh, representing and selling our product over the years. If there was a, a, a hiccup. I was always able to tell people, we've been at the same address since 1960. We're not going nowhere. Exactly. We're going to stand yeah. beside right. you and we're going, to, we're going to make sure everything's right. And right. we always have.
1: Yeah. Right. The scope of business that you do doing, we do and in, in any business, you're gonna, there's going to be a problem once in a while. And that's one of our, our, our promises is, we're not happy until you're satisfied. And whatever it takes to do it, that's the way it is.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. I'm thinking that's about all we have time for today. Mm-hmm. We covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you taking the time mm-hmm. uh, to sit down and and just have have a have a conversation, and and uh, give us a little insight on on Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods, you know, here in Canfield, Ohio, and and the evolution that we've gone through, and and. Uh, Hey, we look look forward to putting our boots on tomorrow and coming to work, right? Yep, Yep. I hope to see my shadow every day. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Hatch. (laughs) For all you folks listening, thanks for talking shop with Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to stay up to date with the American Hardwood Advisor Series, give us a like and subscribe. For more tips, projects, and inspiration, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or at bairdbrothers.com. Until next time,